0: Entitled Mother calls the police on me for parking in a handicap spot. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. For context, I'm a 25-year-old disabled female. I have a handicap placard. I can walk, but it's very difficult to. I realized I was out of stuff for my bearded dragon salad because the collared greens went bad. I decided to go to the store real quick, but it wasn't until I got halfway there that I realized I'd left my cane at home. It was a good day and I wasn't in too much pain, so I decided that turning around would be foolish and if they had an electric cart at the store, I'd just use that. I get to the store and I'm happy to see that there's one handicapped spot left and I snagged it. I grabbed my mask and started walking to the front doors when I'm blocked by entitled mother, who is livid. She points her finger at my car and got right in my face, like nose to nose. Neither of us have masks on as I've only taken about 10 steps and I'm still getting my mask on my face. I'm horrified and take many steps back and throw my mask up as fast as I can. Excuse me, you're in a handicapped spot, and people like you are why my kid had to walk far to the door. Now move your car now. Ma'am, I have a right to be in this spot. I have a placard. I am disabled. You're not disabled. You don't have a wheelchair. You don't look disabled at all. Well, ma'am, I am disabled and my doctor agrees, so I'm going shopping. What about my kid? He has problems walking because of some medical issues. Mom, it's not a big deal. I walked around the store fine. I'm getting better. I'm gonna go shop now. You look like you're done shopping. Sorry there were no open spots for you when you got here. They look really busy. I then walked around them and went into the store. They didn't have any electric carts, so I grabbed a regular cart and leaned on it while getting my dragon's fruits and veggies. I was only in the store about 20 minutes as I like to pick a bunch of different things to give them some variety. No one likes to eat the same thing every day. I'm walking out of my car and see multiple people standing around a police officer. I see the entitled mother looking very smug and her kid looking like he wants to die. I approach my car nervously because I have no idea what to do. I've never been in this situation before. This is the woman who's using the handicap spot without being disabled. She points at me and looks like she's aided in catching a dangerous criminal. The police officer asks, Ma'am, is that your car? Is that your placard in the windshield? Yes sir, and I can give you the info I got with my placard and my ID to prove it. That would be great. So I get my stuff out of the glove box and also pull up my disability papers on my phone because I'm literally terrified of what's going to happen. Entitled Mother is talking about how I'm so in the wrong and I'm gonna have to pay a fine. And I'm shaking. Well, everything seems to be in order here. I'm sorry about this hassle. Feel free to leave anytime and have a great day. Entitled mother looks livid. She starts saying how I can't be disabled. I just can't. The police officer asks her to follow him over to her car. I start loading my groceries and I'm trying to get out of there as fast as possible. Her kid comes up to me. Really sorry about her i don't know what's wrong with her i have braces on my legs to help me walk better you can't see them with my pants on and they really help but she gets so crazy when she can't park up front the kid goes back to his mom who looks like she's getting a reaming from the officer i quickly leave because i'm still so freaked out about what happened and i don't want to deal with this jerk anymore unfortunately in situations like this i feel like a lot of assumptions are made that because the driver is younger that they're not actually handicapped which is pretty arrogant if you think about it. Anyone can be handicapped. It's not just for older people. You would think that this is something that she would be more considerate about, considering her son is way younger and is also disabled. At least in this story, the kid is actually disabled, and it's not mom just wanting a closer parking spot because she's lazy. I do kind of feel bad for the kid that he's having to go through all this. On the plus side, I'm going to take to heart his note that he said he was getting better, and hope that that continued unfortunately he's still gonna have to deal with his mother some jerk ran up a bunch of parking tickets in my name thinking i would pay them you're gonna be paying for them and then some a few years back my old car was on its last legs my mechanic said it wouldn't last much longer and the best thing to do was sell it cheap and move on before it gave out and was ready to be scrapped i loved that little car but I put it up on Craigslist for $500 and got a bite. The guy buying it was in his 20s with a pregnant wife, and his dad was footing the bill. I was clear with them that it was sold as is and I couldn't make any promises about its longevity. The buyer said that if it lasted six months, he'd be happy with the purchase. So he signed the bill of sale and I handed over the title. I immediately went to the DMV website and registered it as a sale and assumed he would finish the process by transferring the title. Turns out I was wrong about two things. The car lasted much longer than six months, and he didn't bother to pay the $77 to transfer the title. I discovered this when I received a photo radar ticket for running a red light. I was confused because the street was way across town in an area I rarely visit. When I went online to view the high-res traffic cam photos, I found it was the buyer in my old car but my name was still attached to the plates. After some serious cursing, I copied all the records, dates, bill of sale, etc., and mailed copies off to the courthouse. It was his citation, but I had to prove it to the court. Two weeks later, I got another letter from the fuzz. Another ticket, this time for speeding. Same driver, same car, same plates, with my name still attached. Again, I had to copy all the paperwork, write a long letter to the clerk, and mail it off to the courthouse. The third ticket made me really mad. I started making calls and discovered that this scam is pretty common. Some folks buy a junker and rack up fines until they wreck or abandon the car. And their name was never on it, so nobody bothers to punish them for it. It's all on the previous owner to clean up the mess and prove who was at fault. This time, I wrote an extra long letter to the court clerk and did a little research to include the guy's picture, home address, and listed phone number. A few months went by and I thought it was over. Hell, the car should have given out by now anyway. Then the fourth ticket arrived, showing him in high res zipping past a radar cam in my old car with my old bumper sticker still on the back. Along with all of his kids piled into the back backseat, the fifth and sixth tickets felt like Groundhog's Day. I didn't even bother to put the paperwork away, I kept it out on my desk ready to copy. By the time the seventh ticket arrived, we were well over a year beyond the sale and enough was enough. This wasn't just some dude forgetting to do some paperwork or not knowing the right way to go about buying a car. This was intentional. It was time for some revenge. First, I called the police, and after a week of back and forth, finally spoke with a traffic cop who said enough is enough and went to pay the guy a visit. He said that he couldn't disclose what had happened during that discussion, but the total amount of the likely unpaid traffic tickets was enough to get his attention. The tickets and late fees were several times the value of the car. That wasn't enough. Just having to pay his tickets wasn't appropriate revenge for the seven fricking times I had to copy that bill of sale for the court clerk. So, I started going back through my records of every ticket and every photo, and I found an interesting theme. In every photo, his tiny kids were in the car, including the newborn infant, all packed into the back seat. Hmm. I called Child Protective Services anonymously. I didn't provide any information that was not 100% factual and verifiable. The tickets showed that this guy was operating an identity fraud scheme out of his home. Essentially stealing my identity and who knows how many others his children were present throughout furthermore He regularly violated traffic rules and put his children in serious danger by speeding running red lights and committing other traffic Violations if he was doing this stuff so often in front of a big white camera How do you think he was driving when he wasn't being watched? I declined to provide my name or number as I had nothing more to offer and didn't want to be involved in the case any further I gave them all the evidence I had of three small children in repeated danger in illegal situations, all of which were verifiable by photo evidence and court documents. After that, I stopped getting traffic tickets from him. Maybe the car finally gave out. Maybe that's what happened, but I'd like to think that maybe this guy finally got what was coming to him. Maybe a few months in jail and having his kids taken away from him will teach him a lesson. I never actually heard about this scam before, but this is pretty low. You really don't get much out of this. You're paying for the car, and all you're doing is driving recklessly and having someone else foot the bill. Typically a scam would be something that profits you a little bit more, no? Doesn't seem like it was worth it for the price he had to pay. I feel bad for our original poster for having to deal with all of this. I'm sure it was a headache. But at the end of the day, who knows what situation he got those kids out of. So, it was all for the best, I'm sure. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I got my dangerous, sexist high school chemistry teacher semi fired by secretly recording him. I went to a ghetto high school in a poor community, but my parents raised me to work my butt off so I could get out of there. My parents never went to college, but because of this, myself and my siblings have all gone to good schools out of state. I maintained a 4.0 until the year in question in high school, taking five advanced courses a year, out of six total with the last one not offering an honors alternative. I learned to get very little sleep because of the amount of work these courses required, and because my school didn't have tutoring aids or anything of the like. Didn't understand something? tough luck, get to Googling. So in one of my upperclassman years, I signed up for an advanced chemistry course. I knew it would be hard, but assumed like the rest of my courses that if the class was minimally structured and Google came through as per usual, I would be fine. Other students warned me not to take the course, but since I wanted to go to college for chemistry, I knew I had to go through with it. He was old, which is fine, and didn't offer after-class support, which was normal, but also didn't even offer in-class support. His answer to even basic questions was you should already understand that talk to me about it later but later never came he didn't offer lunch hours didn't offer after school hours and in class would just put up the answers which were already available online and in the back of the book my family didn't have fancy tutor money and none were readily available in my community anyways i studied my butt off but when the first test came back i had a d minus with no notes to even understand what I had done wrong. When I went to speak with him about it right after class ended, missing my part of the next course in the process, he simply told me to look more closely at the textbook for help, and that he didn't have time for me. He was two weeks behind the explanations that he did give because he was constantly distracted. All of this is bad, but didn't deserve him being fired yet. What did was when he got dangerous. In an experiment working with hydrochloric acid, a plug held the concentrated stuff in a tube with some magnesium and reacted to form hydrogen bubbles. Well, one of the other students in my group didn't plug the thing properly and the plug fell out, with the magnesium now being in the tube without the hydrochloric acid. So I asked him how to get the tube back, expecting him to tell us to discard the hydrochloric solution, rinse with water and start over. I had read the safety section in my textbook which had this approach to working with acids. His response? He insisted that I stick my ungloved hand in the solution and just grab the plug, and then still in the solution plug it back in. He wouldn't even put his own hand in to do it, so my high school self thought this was an inherently bad idea. I took some more magnesium from the workbench and kept adding it to the solution, until it stopped reacting, eating up all the hydrochloric acid to just leave water. And it kept getting worse. One day he brought what he claimed were illegal fireworks into the classroom and started setting them off. He thought it would be funny to point them at us wearing no safety equipment or goggles and hoodies that could have easily caught the fiery things. He frequently would leave the room while a group of high school kids were playing with Bunsen burners and caustic chemicals. So in combination with the total lack of education I was getting, I didn't feel safe. Did I mention he was sexist too? I'm a girl, by the way. All of the boys got A's on tests with no explanations. He even lost one of the other boys' tests and straight up said in front of me and the rest of the class that he would just give him an A minus, assuming that he had done well. Later on, I had asked the other student for help understanding something and even he didn't know what was going on in the course. So I knew it was just bull. Every other girl I asked was getting the same inexplicable grades as I was. This wasn't unusual on its own either, as I lived in a very conservative area and had several sexist teachers just usually they'd at least still grade fairly. Last contextual thing, my high school teacher's reunion had negotiated for tenure. After coming to college, I learned that this is a very unusual thing, and in retrospect, it's an idiotic thing. This chemistry teacher was tenured, which meant there was basically no way to fire him. Honestly, I felt bad for the bitter old man, because after a botched surgery, he was constantly in pain. He was still teaching because he refused to retire, and he had a son going through college that he needed to pay, for. But at a certain point, this was affecting my chances of getting into college. I wasn't about to let one man's issues affect prospects for the rest of my life. So I looked up recording laws for my state, and found that it was a one-party consent state, meaning I could legally record audio of my teacher as long as the campus didn't say anything against it, and they had no policies and I was one of the parties consenting. So for a month, with my grade tanking, despite hours of studying and three study books on the course, I recorded him. I recorded his fireworks, his lambasting female students, his crying in the back chemical storage room leaving us unsupervised. I recorded the three times he had left campus inexplicably, leaving the front office to send a last minute substitute to open the door and let us in. You know the 15 minutes and I'm legally allowed to leave meme? That was a constant joke for my class. Then I made a throwaway Gmail and a throwaway Dropbox account. I uploaded everything and emailed it to my superintendent with the ultimatum that if something wasn't done, I would email the recordings to the local news and that I didn't really want to do that. Within a day, I heard back with her assuring me that I wouldn't be punished for ratting him out. My parents, her, and myself met. We went over my grades, my unmarked tests and homework, and the videos. They asked me first to talk over my concerns with the teacher, and I said I was uncomfortable with that given his treatment of female students. The superintendent said she wouldn't tell the teacher who had submitted the evidence, but that they needed to speak with him about the concerns to hear his side of the story. My parents and I said that was completely reasonable, as long as my name was never mentioned. The next day, the teacher said he needed to speak with me after class alone. I told him I couldn't I had another course after that and he said that it was important I turned on my phone's recorder again right before the class ended and as I was packing up he approached me due to the shape of the classroom I was literally backed into a corner and would have had to push this man to the side to get out he then started saying that one of the students in his course had brought unfounded concerns and lies to the administration about what was going on in the course and that he knew we hadn't always gotten along well but that he hoped I wouldn't have done that to him I lied through my teeth and said that I didn't know what he was talking about, that he was making me uncomfortable by blocking my access to the door, and that I was late for my next class. He didn't even deny what I was saying, just said that since I clearly had a problem with him, he'd be willing to stay after class to help me specifically, since it seemed like I was struggling so much. After that, I told him I really needed to get to my next course, and he finally moved. I emailed my superintendent that recording during my next course and CC'd my parents. My parents were furious. The superintendent was mad too, because while my parents were poor, they dressed up nicely. My mom was an expert in bluffing about getting a lawyer, that we totally couldn't afford. So a liability lawsuit was probably ringing through the lady's mind. Since the district couldn't fire him, he was put on immediate permanent medical leave. While the district was still paying his full pay, they gave us one unqualified substitute after another. Two months before the national exam for the course, they gave us a female teacher that they had pulled out of retirement, but that had actually taught the advanced chemistry course for years. She was a godsend and even held eight hour Saturday classes so that we could catch up with the curriculum at least enough to pass the class. In those two months, we covered just enough of the test material that our class had a 50% pass rate. According to my upperclassmen friends, this was a lot higher than it had been in their previous years. With less than 10% of the class pass, The superintendent also wrote me a thank you college recommendation letter, partially to keep me quiet and partially because they had been trying to get rid of this guy for years. My little sister took this course a couple of years after me and said that the new teacher was competent and that they were still at a 50% pass rate. I guess it's a lot easier to learn when you're not being taught by a jerk. I have to admit, I do kind of feel bad for the guy that he was working through all of his pain just because he had to pay for his son's college. But at the end of the day, these are other kids' futures on the line as well, and if he's not doing his job properly, then they're going to be the ones to suffer. I do feel like our original poster did the right thing. Like she said, when it reached the point of getting dangerous, that's where there's a serious problem. You don't care about what you do. Fine, I can understand that, but a classroom is no place for this dangerous behavior, especially a chemistry classroom. You need to be exceedingly careful. I do feel like the tenure probably just made him take the job for granted. I've never heard of high school teachers getting tenure before. I thought that was only a college or university thing. If you guys know anything about this, let me know in the comments. I had to kick my entitled sister out of my engagement dinner because she wouldn't stop taking photos and made a scene. I'm blessed to be marrying the love of my life. My engagement party was booked at an upscale restaurant, and prior to the day, I sat my sister down and told her that I wanted the party to be focused on the wedding, and to please not go above and beyond to take photos for her social media page. I might get flack for this part, but my sister is trying really hard to become famous online. I've never said anything to her because she's an adult and this is her life. But for my wedding, I really didn't want her to pull any of her antics. Because she doesn't take just a few photos to post. She's the embarrassing caricature of the perpetually online influencer. She'll order two dishes at a restaurant, one to take photos of because it's prettier and the second to actually eat. She's stopped traffic before to take outfit photos in the street. She also staged fake things to post online. One time she started crying in a Starbucks and made up a fake story about how the barista bullied her. I want to make it clear that I did not bar my sister from taking photos. I just didn't want her doing something that would embarrass me. Everything was okay, until she literally stood on top of her chair to take a top-down photo of her meal. Everyone was staring and in shock and a waiter had to come and ask her to sit down. She refused to and started to argue loudly with the waiter, saying that she was the sister of the bride, and then started to loudly sob that she was getting bullied. I was mortified, and immediately had the groomsmen escort her out of the room. She's since blasted me on social media, calling me a jerk for not handling the situation with more grace and empathy. She says that I could have given her a warning instead of kicking her out immediately. I was kind of panicked, so I wonder if I could have handled it better. Am I the jerk? No, absolutely not. I'm sorry, this person's acting like a child. If that's the way you're gonna behave, you don't get to sit at the grown-ups table. You gave her her warning a full 24 hours in advance because you knew this was gonna happen. And she chose to do it anyway. I have no sympathy for her. She sounds like the typical I'm the center of attention drama queen trying to post everything on social media. And like you said, she's just looking for a story so she makes a scene on purpose. This is your engagement party. She can leave her job elsewhere for the day and behave like an adult. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.